Welcome to the Everything Works Out For Us podcast. My name is Marina, and I'm so happy that you're here to join me on this journey of embracing a growth mindset that's grounded in gratitude and self-awareness. I'm an REBT mindset life coach, actor, singer, content creator, and the bigger sister that you always wanted. And I'm ready to start turning our mental and emotional roadblocks into roadmaps. In each episode, I holistically utilize psychology, spirituality, and my own personal experiences to strive to empower you to step into your power and deeply connect to both your inner knowing and the world around you. Let's grow together. Hello, my beautiful listeners, and welcome back to the pod. For those watching on YouTube, hello, welcome to my face. (laughs) This is me. In real time, I have always wanted to incorporate a video element into the pod, and I figure with a new year, it's time. I have always been kind of resistant to it because it's more scary and vulnerable, but because I am feeling that resistance, that means it's time to be brave, to push through, to face my fears, because that's what 2024 is going to be all about for me. The mantra that I picked in my little affirmation deck is be brave. So that's what I'm doing. It also may come as a shock to you that most of my episodes are scripted. That makes me feel safe and comfortable. And as I take the training wheels off, this episode is still mainly scripted. So that's why I'm looking down. But as I gain more confidence and get more comfortable, I want to start more or I want to start focusing more on the camera in the future. Oh, hi, buddy and less on the paper. So (laughs) I know. So bear with me for now, but change is scary and we can still do hard things. Thanks, Glennon Doyle. In baby steps though. (laughs) All right. I am really feeling this new year, new me energy. I hope that you are feeling those same vibes. The first week of 2024 has been going pretty well for me. I hope it's been going pretty well for you too. And I hope that you've been sticking to your new habits and staying aligned with your new year's resolutions and letting go of everything that wasn't serving you in the last year. There is something about the energy of a new year, of that new calendar year specifically, that makes breathing a little bit easier for me. And I feel intrinsically more motivated, like in my bones. (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. You get it. You get me. You do. Also, just the fact that we're in 2024, an even number. Mm. Chef's kiss. You know what I'm saying? 2024 is just good vibes. It's like, what color is 2024? Lavender? I don't know. Leave a comment. What color you think 24 is? (laughs) Okay. I actually looked up 24 in numerology. I don't know much about numerology, but I did look it up. And 24 in numerology symbolizes family, harmony, idealism, and companionship. And it's believed to bring good fortune and to celebrate long-term security. And finally, 24 represents aligning your heart with your actions, finding a sense of balance and peace, and enjoying the beauty of life. Yes, (laughs) this is absolutely everything that I have been trying to embrace So let's embrace it together. 
As we enter the new year, I think it's important to reflect on the year that we left behind us. And while a part of me wants to just leave 2023 in the dust, never look back, I took some time to really think about everything that happened in 2023. Because if we're not learning, we're not growing. And that's kind of the whole point of this pod, right? I, I gotta learn. I'm here on this earth to learn. So... To quickly circle back to numerology, the number 23 represents strength and intelligence, and this resonates very deeply with me for sure. Last year was the year that I proved to myself how strong that I really am and how strong I really can be, and with strength, mental strength particularly, absolutely comes intelligence. I gained so much wisdom last year not even to toot my own horn. It's just, that's just the fact. And I'm really proud of myself. I'm proud of a lot of things that I did last year, despite the adversity, I guess. And so on New Year's Eve this year, I took some time to journal about everything that I was proud of last year and everything that I was grateful for. And then, as you probably know by the episode title, I wrote down all the lessons that I learned. In the past, when I've had a bad year, I've truly just mentally thrown that year in the trash. And I tried to erase it from my mind, but I I don't want to do that this time around. Like I just said, I am the strongest and wisest version of me that I have ever been. And I am that way because of everything that I went through, because of everything that I've been through, not just last year, but because of all the lessons that I have taken and learned and grown from. I think it's really important to reflect, to take what we learned and to allow it to shape us into the most evolved versions of ourselves. Writing out the lessons that I've learned last year allowed me to see everything that happened, the good, the bad, the ugly, (laughs) happened for me and not to me. And I think that's a really, really distinct difference. And it's really important to realize that it takes us out of victim mode. One thing I'm letting go of is that victim mindset. The toxic patterns that I exhibit, I want to change them. And I want to learn from them. 2024 is the year of getting unstuck. It's the year of momentum. 2023 was the year of change. And now, you know, let that have been the springboard into this new year. A year of more growth, clarity, and abundance. We cannot reap the rewards from lessons that we have not learned. And I'm still figuring a bunch of shit out, don't get me wrong, but come along with me to hear what I learned. The lessons are vulnerable, but authentic. And as always, if someone else can benefit and either learn from or find comfort and understanding in what I've been through, then everything is worth it. And one of my New Year's resolutions is to feel really secure in my purpose and I know that helping others by staying aligned will get me there. The first lesson is not only are we responsible for doing our own inner work, it is a necessity in order to live an authentic, meaningful, and empathetic life. We cannot control what happens to us, but we can control how we are affected by what happens to us. This lesson ties into basically what I was just saying. In order to stop recreating old patterns and reinvent the life that we actually want to attract what we desire, we have to fix the old programming, rewire our subconscious. The only way that we can do that is through shadow work, through 
deep self-reflection and the bravery to heal our inner wounds. Most people will do anything to avoid this work because it's obviously incredibly painful, but we will continue to hurt ourselves by not addressing the pain that has been put upon us by others. So if you haven't yet started digging deep and uncovering your unconscious behaviors that act as defense mechanisms, this is your sign. (laughs) I think if you're listening to this podcast, you're ready to do so. You can be brave. As a naturally pretty self-aware person, (laughs) I have been pretty conscious of the patterns I've noticed repeated in my life, whether that be similar people coming into my life and hurting me in similar ways or similar job situations I find myself in that make me unhappy, etc. But I never took the time to actually understand why these patterns kept repeating. And 2024, or sorry, 2023 was the year for me to take that next step and to dig into attachment theory and into my childhood and core wounds and start understanding why I act and think the way that I do. This knowledge can help me start rewiring my brain and rewrite my story moving forward. And if I stay hurt, then I'll stay unintentionally hurting others. The ironic thing is that healing ourselves is one of the most selfless things that we can do. And girl, listen, like, if only... (laughs) If only the people that gave us these wombs were responsible for paying for our therapy... Can we make that a law? If I was president, that would be my first law. Just saying. (laughs) Okay, lesson number two is multifaceted and all about emotional and nervous system regulation. This year, I learned how hugely important it is for us to have a regulated nervous system in order to live our happiest and healthiest lives. So part A to this is that it's a form of self-abandonment to require others to regulate us. We must become responsible for our own regulation. We cannot rely on others to determine our moods, our safety, our worth. It's our job to find the healthy balance between self-reliance and, of course, normal healthy dependence on others that we trust. And I didn't realize until this year how heavily I relied on others to essentially tell me what my mood should be. I let my loved one's moods determine what my mood should be, and I let how well a connection was going to determine my entire sense of safety. If they were happy and everything is going well with them, then I am safe. And if something's a bit off, my nervous system was immediately in fight or flight, regardless of how I was feeling prior that day. I could not distinguish myself from other people, and that maybe resonates with you, maybe you feel the same way too, or maybe you think that's crazy, but that's just the truth. And I think a lot of anxious attachers probably relate to that, but more on that later. On top of that, I expected my loved ones to cater to my anxiety and to bring me back down to earth, regardless of how they were doing and regardless of how extreme my requests were. I always put it on other people to keep me safe and I just called it open communication without realizing that other people have boundaries and they're not expected to ensure that I don't get overstimulated 100% of the time. So this year I learned to become responsible for my own triggers, or at least I'm trying, 
And I will avoid a situation that I know will trigger me and I'll take responsibility for my own anxiety and not expect anyone else to bend over backwards to make sure that I never, ever, ever get triggered. Of course, open communication and boundaries are always necessary in any kind of relationship. So it's important to be honest about your anxieties and triggers that cause you to be dysregulated. But I think the difference is not expecting or requiring someone else to keep you regulated at all times. They can be there for you, but they can't be your solution. There is a difference between a support system and a life support system. Does that make sense? All right. Now, part B to this is in terms of regulating our nervous systems. It's a skill that I think everybody should learn Because so many of us live in chronic states of stress and we don't even know it. Symptoms like chronic panic attacks, um, insomnia, extreme gut issues, just to name a few. Oh my gosh, I could go way deeper into it, but you know, check out my episode on nervous system regulation. It's not normal for our bodies and it is not sustainable, but our bodies don't communicate through spoken language. They communicate through movement and breath. And so we must build our toolkit and learn some physical skills to communicate to our bodies that we are safe, even if bad things have happened to us in the past. We don't need to stay stuck in fight or flight. We deserve more peace than that. And we shouldn't take it lightly either. We only have one body, so we must be gentle with the one that we have. Lesson number three, loving is both a feeling and a choice. Emphasis on the choice. It is our choice to stick with it when things get hard, and it's our choice to know that nobody is perfect and love them anyway. It's our choice to be vulnerable and to be seen. It's our choice to open our hearts, knowing that it can and probably will hurt at some point or another, but to know that it's worth it anyway. And it's our choice to walk away when love just isn't enough. And sometimes, It won't be. It is our choice to walk away when somebody doesn't choose us. Lesson number four, you cannot control how other people think or act, so stop trying to do so. It is a pointless battle that you will never win. Instead, put the energy that you so freely and maybe sometimes desperately give to others back into yourself. How other people act is a reflection of them. It is not a reflection of you. So if you lead with love, if you stay genuine to your inner guide, the people and the situations meant for you will find you. You can't ever convince something enough to stay in your life. And why would you ever want to? Lesson five, letting go is maybe the hardest yet most essential thing to do in life. Again, if something is meant for you, you can't mess it up. It will find its way back to you. Even if it leaves for a little bit, it might just leave to teach you something that you can survive without it if you really had to. But it'll come back. Stop fighting. Stop chasing. Whatever you're chasing, it's going to keep running. Surrender. Lesson six is you can grieve, feel depressed, feel anxious, Hell, even be at rock bottom. And you're still allowed to find brief moments of hope and gratitude. It's okay if these brief moments aren't as profound as maybe they used to be. They're still worthy of being appreciated for what they are. 
the joy in its magnitude will return in its entirety someday. But sometimes surviving is okay. Just surviving is okay. You'll get there. Lesson seven, stop trying so hard. <laughs> Let things come to you sometimes. Allow the universe to give to you for once. If you're tired of working so hard and you don't understand why no one else reciprocates, give them a chance to try. Let others plan and pursue. See what happens. Lesson eight. Someone can push you away and it can have absolutely nothing to do with your worth. You are worthy regardless of other people's actions. Please do the work to love yourself first and foremost. You should be the most important person in your life. After all, you are the only person that you have for certain from the moment you are born to the moment that you leave this earth. You can't escape you. <laughs> so might as well start learning to love yourself unconditionally. Lesson number nine, work on removing your identity from your title. You are a beautiful compilation of all your inner qualities and you are so much more than what you do, especially what you do for others. Instead of titling yourself in ways like, I am an actor or I am a mom or I am an athlete, acknowledge the amazing qualities that it takes to be those things. I am a person who performs or I am a person who loves her children because you'll still have those qualities even without an acting gig or when your kids move out and go to college. Without an acting job, I'm still me because I'm someone who loves to act and sing. I am someone who is talented. I am someone who is driven and motivated. But even when I'm not acting and singing, I'm still worthy. I am still a person with an identity. My success, my tangible achievements aren't my entire identity. I am so much more than that. And at my core, I am love. Lesson 10. Learning and knowing attachment theory is, in my opinion, essential for anyone who wants a long-term committed partnership. First and foremost, learn your own attachment style. I learned that I heavily lean towards anxious attachment. And now that I know my attachment style, I can work to heal it and have healthier relationships in general, not only with others, but with myself too. I have a firmer understanding on my patterns that I exhibit in relationships and my core fear of abandonment, but I have spent this past year trying to heal this wound and taking responsibility for my own toxic traits, all which stem out of fear and trauma. So it takes a lot of patience and gentleness and kindness to do this. I, I learned that anxious attachers tend to outsource their self-worth and will do anything to get validation from the ones they love. And now it's my responsibility to heal this within myself. And I learned that the avoidant attachers have a deep fear of unworthiness and tend to push people who love them away because they're afraid that they'll never be good enough for them. I learned about the anxious avoidant trap and how common it is for these two types of people to find themselves. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Now I know 
I want to seek out a securely attached person in my next relationship as I step into my own secure attachment style because attachment styles can change, which is the most exciting part of this lesson. (laughs) Relationships should be a safe space to heal, but both people have to be willing to do the work. All right, I want to stick with even numbers because 2024 and that was lesson 10. So I will start wrapping it up here. But I hope that these lessons resonate with you and that you can use them as stepping stones as you craft your own lessons and as you do your own reflecting on your past year. But before I sign off, I just want to give a quick little preview of what the pod has in store for this year. So there are a lot of really exciting, inspiring, and empowering guests that I cannot wait to share with you, that I cannot wait to learn from myself, and we can all learn and grow together from these wonderful people. And I'm diving headfirst into the pod's TikTok account as well. So please head over and give Everything Works Out pod on TikTok some love that's works without the O. Couldn't fit that extra letter in. (laughs) But I do have really big dreams for this pod and I really want to spread the word and get it out to as big of an audience as possible as we all blossom into the best versions of ourselves this year. So share with your friends, spread the word, and go make some magic this week. I'll see you next Wednesday.